0: to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with
1: me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go.
0: Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's episode is with Probably one of my, I always say my favorite people because in the last almost three years of having this podcast, I feel that way every time I get ready to interview them. And with this woman, her name is Christy Burkhead. She has been in my class with Gary Temple Bodley, the Joshua Live podcast, which I would highly recommend. And we'll talk about that in this interview. And I've been watching Christy over the past, I think, three years now grow her gifts by doing the work, by doing the meditations and all the spiritual practice that we do daily and the writing. And, you know, the meditation has been just a life-changing experience, just not only for, I mean, for her, for sure. And you'll see what I'm talking about, but understanding the power in meditation and the daily spiritual practice, which I mean by writing out your gratitude. And, you know, I always talk about how important morning routines are and getting that morning to start off and then to the highest vibration with the meditation. But watching Christy over the last three years for me, you know, only really through this class, I i don't know her personally until today and hearing the gifts, you know, we all have the gifts. We can, we're all psychic. We're all mediums. We can all telepathy, you know, everything. We all have those gifts. We just don't take the time to work on them and to understand the power and meditation and daily spiritual practice. And she took it to the next level. She was like the A plus student. And now she's seeing the fruit of her, of her labor, really. So understanding that what I've learned through Christy and when you put the work in, the magic appears. She is like living proof of that. So in this episode, I. Go into talking about, you know, how she got to those gifts, but please hold on. (laughs) If I've told you at all in any of these episodes, wait till the end that this end of this episode is going to make you have the biggest goosebumps. (laughs) You know, I, tears, even though if you don't know me personally, it still might strike a chord, but I know that, you know, if you ever want to watch the videos on in live where you can watch, people talking. Like You can watch me talk to my guests. It's on my YouTube channel. And you can watch Christy and I in this video because when this magic moment comes toward the end, it's kind of cool to see. I've watched it at least 10 times. And you'll see why when you are listening. When you see the reaction of Christy's message to me is unreal. But now my perspective after this episode has been, you know, recorded, has is been, we take life too seriously. There is no death. Everyone, all of our loved ones are right here. We need to acknowledge them, talk to them, look for the signs. I always do that with my dad, but now I'm taking it to the next level. We need to remember coming from a place of love, raising our perspective, knowing that everything's perfect, even death is perfect. We can't be afraid of death anymore. And that is what Christy has really opened my eyes. I haven't been afraid of death in the last, since my growth in the last like five years, you know, and then you have children and, you know, I think it raises a little bit because you have these responsibilities. Well, for me, it did. And now I'm back down to knowing that there is no death. And gosh, once you meet Christy, (laughs) in fact, I told Christy, You know, she's this amazing gifted woman that once she gets known out in this world, we're not going to be able to have these conversations with her because she's going to be so busy, but she is beautiful. I love her. She is, you know, a soul sister for sure. She, we, her and I are eternally linked and I am so grateful for this episode more than anything. I am just, for the lessons that I've learned after we had this talk I'm just so grateful for it. It's grown, it's changed my perspective for sure. And it's risen my level of awareness and how important meditation is and how important that morning routine. And I am one to shout it to the universe about morning routine and meditation. But after you hear this, I promise you, you are gonna go back and you're gonna do that way to the next degree because you're gonna understand the power in it even more after hearing this episode. So thank you for listening. Thank you for all the amazing messages. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for going to my website and knowing now that all my courses are ongoing, so there's no wait list ever. You can just get on and get on the the courses and start immediately, which is so exciting. And I feel like this 2023, we are going into this new level of being and i already feel it in my soul. so reach out to me. thank you again for being here and enjoy this episode just as much as i did. i don't know if it's possible because i just really i could watch this every single day. <laughs> at least i mean more than once a day. that's how i feel about it. so have fun. enjoy christy. i know you will. welcome christy. hi ashley. so nice to see you. i know This is our first time really meeting in on Zoom, but I feel like I've known you for the last year or two through Joshua, through Gary Temple Bodley. And, you know, I've watched your evolution and your growth, and it's been so fascinating to see, you know, I I think because we're pretty much the same age, and I look at life when you are looking at it from the higher perspective, and what we know now from all of our growth in the last few years, like everything is perfect and it's all working for us. Even though, like, when we look at our now, you know, if I have teenagers and you <laughs> have Lily, she's what 22? 22. Being a parent and having that knowledge, raising your children knowing that it is all perfect. But gosh, if you knew that when you were their age, like what, you know, what life would be like, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. If I had known that. I learned about Abraham Hicks when I was pregnant with my daughter. So she Mm -hmm. has been absolutely raised with this. And I've had that thought several times. And, you know, I just have to go back to, well, I wouldn't be here. I'm quite sure I wouldn't have the life I have now. If I knew all of this, where would I have gone? And I, I began to understand where we go, where we're going to go. And, and so it's just that that place of, okay, well, she has it. At least we're able to pass it on to them and raise them consciously. Right try to control them. And and that's very interesting. I maintain that I probably spent more of her life controlling her than not controlling her, but at least I understood what I was doing.
0: (laughs) Exactly. At least I knew what I was doing. But um, So when you think of your life and you go back to, you know, when you were Lily's age, I feel like, you know, there's, what you're doing now, I want people to understand the breadcrumbs that were kind of being dealt to you, like, wake up, Christy, wake up, you know, and then you keep moving on, let's wake up. So kind of give us this little background of where and how you got to 2019, finding Joshua, going okay. in that place.
1: Can Perfect. A little... Oh, sure. When my mother is a very spiritual person. So I've grown up with her going through different things in spirituality, religion, and exploring different things. By the time I was in my 20s, she was studying Marianne Williamson, The Course in Miracles. She was getting her Reiki master. And through that, she just introduced me to those things. Read this, listen to this. And and I did it. So on some level through my twenties, I was mildly awake, mildly. And then I, you know, kept moving, kept moving. And in my late 20s, early 30s, I had a very drastic event that was there to wake me up, I am sure. And that was that my boyfriend at the time was murdered. And so that was a crazy event and turned out to be someone that from my past that did this. So it was very dramatic and traumatic. And in that, I woke up a bit. I was meditating prior to that and intensely. And I felt like after that, that the meditation had caused it, right. how we can do that. Marianne, I thought I have this weird power and I made something horrible happen. So I put it aside, an event that was really intended to wake me up. I was afraid of it mm-hmm. and then moved through until my Mother introduced Abraham Hicks to me and from there kept going, had my daughter, other small events that I'm aware now look back on and say, wow, that was something. But Mm -hmm. I just kept moving steadily and, and listening and staying connected until I got a little disenchanted. I loved Abraham for years, went to seminars and I still do, but I got stuck in that How do I do this? How do I raise my vibration? What does that mean? Find a better feeling thought. I don't know how to do it. And so I shut that down and just ignored it all for a bit, a year or two. And one day was looking for law of attraction podcasts and I found Gary Temple Bodley and the teachings of Joshua. And it just lit up for me. And within five or 10 minutes of listening, I understood that what I had been doing, I mean, it was quick. Actually, what I had been doing was trying to create my reality by changing what was going to happen tomorrow. Right. And in that moment, I said, "Wait, it's about looking at what's right now and accepting that I don't have to love it, but just accept that it's perfect for me right now." And it was instantaneous—the switch. Right. So then I did the boot camp, which you're familiar with, and. After doing several, then these bizarre things began to happen to <laughs> me. But you know, it's the same with me. I think I grew up with Abraham Hicks too.
0: When I was in my early twenties, I I live in San Diego. She lives here. I mean, she has a house here in Del Mar, and I'm like, I see her. I've ran into her at the mall before, and so I have raised my girls with Abraham Hicks. They know tapped and tuned in, turned on. When we met her, they were like giving her all. It was so such an amazing moment. I don't know. So when I look at your life, it's so familiar to me. Like I feel I resonate with you. So when I, before I started the podcast, that's all I was doing was I'm an Abraham Hicks. I'm, you know, listening to all their, you know, what two hour YouTube, you know, it would be, that's all I would do on my walks and my runs. And it'd be like, it would be a constant and I get it. I get what you mean. Like I get that part, Mm -hmm. but I was missing something. Right. And. I know when it said on the podcast, if you like Abraham Hicks, and then it was like Joshua Life, so I just kick, click that, and I start listening, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's calling me, right? So mm-hmm. I went down that rabbit hole, Christy. Like, <laughs> probably you did too, but <laughs> yes. i gone to every, I listened to every single one I could, and then I'm sending them to my friends and to Richard, and <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I found something. It, it's hitting, you know, like it resonates. This is the next, yeah. my next step. So then I go go there like you did. But what people need to understand is the daily repetition and like for you to not be afraid of meditation and how powerful that is. And to know that what we found and when it resonates and those inspired thoughts that tell you to go and do that and to be in the moment and how right. many people
1: don't do that. You know, right?
0: so yeah, go that, there.
1: That Yeah, that for me, the once i started listening and then was certainly inspired to do the boot camp and i started doing this and began to understand this difference between inspiration and an urge to change a condition and that inspiration comes and you you get this idea and immediately there's some kind of fear that pops up and that's by design right. so the inspiration might be just simply call your mother And the fear that pops up is subtle. Oh, she's probably busy right now. Oh, I only have five minutes in the car. I don't have enough time, whatever it might be, or I don't want to get into whatever. That's the fear that pops up after an inspiration. And I started to play with that. And then to understand that an urge to change a condition was to see someone do something that I perceived as mean to my daughter and to pick up the phone and call them or walk over to them and tell them how horrible (laughs) they were. That's not an inspiration. That's an urge to control or change a condition. I started to understand that. And even still after, and of course, limiting beliefs, that was a big one and empowering beliefs and understanding what was happening, why I was feeling fear, why, why something would occur. I would feel negative emotion. Oh some limiting belief I have has been triggered here. Just how bad the emotion is, is how intense this belief is. And I learned how to process that. So I started to not be afraid of feeling bad anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I realized, wait, the only reason that I want something to happen or am afraid for something to happen is that I believe that when and if it does, I will feel something. I don't want that Thing to occur. I don't want to go to that show because I want to go to the show. It's because I think I will feel good in doing. I don't want that car because I want the car. I think because when I have the car, I'll feel good. Right. And I don't want that to happen because if it does, I'll feel bad. And I started to dissect that a lot, where I just wasn't afraid anymore of much. Mm -hmm. Still there, but I. You know what? If I feel bad now, I know what to do with it. I have a tool to process it, or several. Right. I started walking through life that way. And I decided one day to just play with inspiration. I didn't have any meetings. I thought, well, let's just see what happens in a day. If I just follow my inspiration all day. Actually, I looked like a nut job. If you <laughs> can have a camera on me, I was sit down, stand up, go here, go there. And we Come drove on. to the gym instead of to the gym, I went a different way, all kinds of things that I did. I didn't, can't say that something monumental happened other than I had a great time. Everything that that I felt like I needed to do got done eventually. And I learned how to listen to it. Yeah. I learned how to hear it. And now that's what happens. I attempt to stay in the moment and just do what I'm inspired to do in the moment. You have to make plans. We made plans to do this. This was an intention. But I move through it and move to it with excitement, and know that if something happens, that this doesn't work out today for you or for me, or we have technical issues, that's great too. It's perfect, and it will be just fine. And I can process whatever I feel about that. So that's really what, primarily, what the boot camp taught me, and then raised my perspective on myself
0: Right, in for sure. every area. Yeah, and I I go through life that way too now. I mean, I that's what I'm saying when we're talking on this, on this podcast and people are listening, I mirror that. I mirror what you're saying. And it's not, that's the cool thing. It's like when you meet people that have done this, we're Mm -hmm. all on the same page. I mean, yeah, we have different experiences and we have all the, you know, different limiting beliefs and all that, but gosh, it's just, I look when you're just explaining that story about, you know, going to the gym and then going to start, you know, whatever it is. I do that a lot. And like when I'm on traffic in, on a freeway, learning how to do that, learning how to listen to my, really my higher self. Am I going to yes. take this exit or does it feel right? And like, or do I turn here, but I'm listening. And I've, I've learned in the last couple of years, I've used that as a tool, you know, to right. like try to recognize that voice where people don't recognize it.
1: You know, it's hard to hear. We think so much. We believe that our thoughts are who we are and they're clearly not. Our brain is a receiver. The science will tell us that our brain doesn't generate anything. It is a receiver for of information. So depending on your perspective on yourself, which is your vibration that Abraham talks about, you're going to attract thought at whatever level that is. And Your inner self is always guiding you, always, and letting you know those, those inspirations come from there. Those, they are a much higher vibration. And you begin to recognize that, that doubt that I just made that up. What if you did? It isn't, you can't generate a thought. It's not possible. You have to attract it. But what if you did? So what? Just begin to listen and you will eventually notice the difference between those thoughts that say, that should not have happened. That was bad. That was horrible. And those thoughts that say, eat this piece of fruit, <laughs> turn right here, you'll recognize that they sound different. Right. Oh, for sure. Well, let's get into that. Okay. So here you are, boot camp, what, three, you had done three or what? I, before any of this began to show up, I think I had done between six and eight. <laughs> so oh, okay. I had done, yeah, I had done a few. <laughs> 2019, okay, 2020, and then into 21. So, yeah, I had done some, somewhere between six and eight by the time any of this showed up.
0: Okay. So yeah. your your first experience was at Gary's house over It was. Oh, with, wow. With yeah. Isabel. With, it was. I, Isabel yeah. Zimmerman. Right. So go. Go to that place. So if people could get where you've you done six to eight boot camps, you've been all in, you've done every, like almost been a straight A student, right? Yes. You've done all the homework, you've done all the meditations, you've pushed past the fear of being afraid of meditation and realize the
1: magic in it. Right. Yes, absolutely. That took time. Gary had to encourage me. I didn't want to meditate and he just encouraged me to sit with my eyes open and listen to the meditation. So I did that. And eventually I realized doing the boot camp, I hadn't caused anything in the way that I thought I had. So I went right back into it. And by the time this happened, I was doing deep meditations. Now I'd gone through all the Joshua meditations and I would do those first and then go into some sort of deep other sort of meditation. So yeah, I was, I was a straight A student for sure. (laughs) Okay. So
0: you're at a part, you're at Gary's house and it's, Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of people there and you're getting something. So
1: go to that place. This is the first experience. It was the very first experience and it was just Gary, Tracy, Drew, myself, and Isabel. And we were goofing off playing music, dancing. And I kept having this name Maria in my head, but it was So loud, like an earworm, like when you get a song that you play over and over again. I just kept hearing it. There's music playing. There's conversation happening, and this was louder than that in my head. And I just shut everyone down and asked, "Do we have a friend named Maria? I feel like there's somebody we know that could be in trouble. I don't know. I just have this weird thing." We it went on for a couple of hours. Nobody could figure out anything. We went back to the party, and I kept stopping it until Isabel finally said, "Christy." do me a favor. Isabel's quite open. She has a very open belief structure, much more so than I did at the time. And and still now she pushes me a lot, but she said, why don't you ask this name that you're hearing if it is non-physical, if it's past, you know, an entity or an energy that's passed on. And I rolled my eyes at her and I did, and I asked it in a very cheeky, silly way. Out loud. And when I did, I was covered in goosebumps, just head to toe. It was electric. And I, oh, I, whoa. Now I still believe me for a long time that I was imagining it. Things we as this is someone and she, Isabel well, kept saying, do you have an initial? And I, I couldn't believe anything that I was thinking that was coming to me. I just like we just spoke up, didn't trust it at all. She asked, is it Maria? And she said the last name. And when she said that, the same thing happened again. And I said, wow, I think so. Who is that? And she said, that's my grandmother. Mm -hmm. This had to happen with Isabel. There was no one else that I would have been even remotely comfortable to go through this with. And she, Isabel asked a couple of questions. I told her what some of the answers I was feeling. And then I was also being given some information and I wouldn't say it. It seemed ridiculous. To ask Isabel about cooking, I kept getting this thought and it, was silly to me because everybody's grandmother cooks. Everyone. Well, that's a dumb question. I'm not going to ask her that. So I just put the words in myself and said, were you close to your grandmother? And Isabel said, told me this story that her grandmother had taught her to cook and she didn't let any of the other grandchildren in her kitchen. And when she said that, I started crying. And I, because no one else knew that that was being said, but I knew it. And I, as I have to stop, I can't do this. I'm flipping out. And in that moment, I actually could feel this physical sensation of a hug from behind me. Is she, this, whatever this, I, I mean, if I looked down, I could have seen the hands imprinted on my, but I wouldn't look down. It felt like I could have. So it just progressed little by little. I, To me, looking back, it seemed slowly, but it was very fast. It was that, and then weeks later, something else and something else and something else until I became very more comfortable in recognizing what it was. And the things that came were so obscure that there were things I couldn't possibly have known, no way I could have known. Just silly little things about someone cutting her bangs in the bathroom the day before when she was alone. I, she she's living in a different city. So I was told by her husband that this had happened. And I asked her and she started crying. Her husband had just died and she was really struggling. And there were all these little things that he was letting her know he was right with her. And after talking to me, the 15 or 20 things that he gave me, she knew he was with her. She was seeing everything she was doing and it helped her move past it. It helped her right. get over her grief. So that was pretty cool.
0: Gosh, I've, well, I've been watching your YouTube videos and um, I'm thinking I got to get Christy on this podcast before she's too busy for me, <laughs> before she's like this famous. Like it's almost like every, when you go into the, the letters and you spell out the, I mean, even for that other woman where you spelled out action.
1: Yeah, oh, there's that was so you saw my surprise. I oh, freak out my all the time.
0: Gosh. But there's so many, it's just so detailed. And you know, and if I was, you know, telling Richard about it and he's like, Oh, does she do research? You know, how there's minds. I said, No,
1: honey. <laughs> there's <laughs> no she <laughs> I don't yeah, it's one of those things where this things I get, I'm not sure even how how I would, this didn't start happening until I was 56. And I have another career. I mean, I'm this is not something I wanted to do. And a lot of what you see on there, I'm done for free. It seems to work well for people. The difference in what I do, and one reason I I don't know how mainstream it is, is that typically what comes in is a spiritual message. I am not like Tyler Henry or the Long Island Medium where it's just a message of comfort in the case even of the woman I was talking about, and even in the case of Isabel, the message I got for them was very direct. And it is a message of ascension, is letting them know a path to take things to do, very specific things to do, or things to look at, to repair, to even out, whatever it is this that is going on with you is something that we want to focus on right now and we're going to help you, but this is going to help you go where you want to go. So depending on the person that I'm talking to, everyone's on a spiritual path. But when I meet with people that don't do this work at all, it's interesting and how, what the softballs are that come through for them. It's, it's very light, go for a walk, breathe, yeah. meditate if you can for five minutes. It's very simple or talk to your brother, say this, to, these sorts of things where, just things for them to repair and let go of, and so it's. I'm not sure what kind of mainstream appeal it has, but yeah, no, I I can't do research. Typically, I don't know who I'm I know. working with. I have no idea <laughs> who they are, and they're in some other country, and I I have a first name, maybe that's it. So it, it's pretty. It's really great, and the stuff you get, I'm not sure you could research. I don't know oh, how I, no, things I, I would find like. I no, I oh how I would research that? Well, even my other friend
0: that that connected with you about what she does for her job, her dad came through and said your like ancestry is all this kind of workers, and that's why you do so well at your job. Like you know, like it was just oh,
1: that was your okay. Wow. Oh wow. Okay. Awesome. But that was
0: because I always say, "Gosh, you you do that for work." It just never like connected me. And then when I heard you tell her that. Her dad comes through and says, This is why you do what you do and you do so well is because you have this lineage of that kind of work. And I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's why you do so <laughs> well at that job.
1: Like it's crazy. Yeah. That's, and that's the weird stuff that comes usually. So it's fun. And that's just what happened is because that came through and I, I got comfortable with that medium thing and began to understand it and the way that they communicated. And when I got something right, they would remove the picture from my mind. I can't imagine very well and not good at picturing things in my mm-hmm. mind. So pictures came in and words would appear. And so I, I knew I wasn't doing it. And if I say what they're trying to tell me, the picture will disappear. So I I know, okay, I've got that right. Huh. I got comfortable with that. And then the clairvoyance and the visions past, present, and future showed up and that was confusing, but those will come into play in my readings as well and have many times where I'll get a vision of a past. And so I'll see a memory and I can, those typically only happen when I do the face-to-face ones where someone comes to my house and okay. those I don't I don't record is not a way for me to do it really. So I don't really record those, but those are interesting where I can see memories and that started to happen. And then, and then they just started piling on <laughs>
0: these weird
1: things that show up.
0: Right. But and you get yeah. emotional, like you start to cry when
1: you feel their, their emotion. That's to me, the most interesting thing. And since this has happened, I, I've actually never really watched mediums and I thought it was crap. I really did. My belief structure was pretty locked down when I got into Joshua, just things I thought were real and not. And I watched them and they don't seem to do that, but it happens every time for me. Whoever's coming through almost always will give me a, and they say it's just a drip of it. And it it floods and I can't do anything but cry, it's just uh, right. It's overwhelming. I don't care who you are. You, you would cry if you can't stand it. The toughest guy in the world. But then I can feel the nuance in it. And it's always a little bit different. It's always this knowing feeling. This love is knowing, which is something that, that came to me a while back that now Joshua and White Light both all the time use. But this feeling of love really isn't what we know is love here because there's no fear in it. And it, The way I got it, I said, this feels like knowing. It's knowing. It's so different than love mixed with fear. And then there's always nuances to it that are specific to what they want to convey to the person they're they're speaking to. And it's always a little bit unique. Yeah, it's crazy. Talk (laughs) about, yeah, well, talk about the
0: white light because that came through at the same time or decipher the two.
1: Oh it's it's very easy they're so unique. White light showed up. I was doing we just doing a meditation and it's something I didn't normally do, but occasionally I would talk to Joshua, our teachers or I would talk to Abraham in a meditation. And What do you mean? That connection, what does that mean? Just I would with my eyes closed I'd be deep in a meditation and I would maybe reach out and ask a question and say what is here? What does this mean? What whatever. And I sometimes just ask, reach specifically for them. I don't know. Because they were teachers that I could understand. Right. So instead of talking to my inner self, which I did all the time, but sometimes I just did that. Not often, but I was having this meditation where I was having this back and forth conversation with Joshua, asking questions and getting answers. And all of a sudden I could see them. My eyes were closed, but I could see them. And it was this council. It was beautiful. Not all human, all different sorts of things. Just gorgeous regal thing. And I said, "Wow, I've never seen you before. If I opened my eyes, would I be able to see you?" And they said, "Yes, open your eyes." And I wouldn't do it. I said, "Nope, (laughs) I'm too scared. I'm not doing that." (laughs) Oh, funny. Yeah, no way. But this is
0: all through your mind. You're not. You're in meditation. you're You're not. Yes.
1: Yeah, just in meditation, where after years of practice, you begin to learn that if you relax and ask a question, just let a question come don't fight it, the answer comes immediately. You know this, right? It's just, right. it comes, but it does take some practice in moving, changing your perspective and raising your vibration where you can begin to understand that this is even possible, why it's possible, and that then it's possible for you. That's right. the thing. That's the journey. And when you say
0: raise the vibration, because I know people are listening right now, like, well, how do you raise your vibration? How do you do that,
1: Christy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the trick for me. That was the thing. It was, I did it in really specifically through the boot camp because it was experiential. It was reading and listening to podcasts are great and you will change your perspective or raise your vibration if you understand that your perspective and your vibration are the same. Your perspective on yourself in your reality translates into a vibration. It is the same. That's why some people can be a high perspective in one area in their health, but low perspective in finance and their life is a little bumpy. You want it to be even everywhere. So, through that experiential boot camp, processing limiting beliefs, recognizing that I am limitless and that those beliefs are false, pumping up the empowering beliefs, and just raising my perspective on myself, beginning to understand the biggest key for me was a moment where I was writing and I was free writing on a piece of paper. And all of a sudden, I wrote, You are worthless in huge letters. And it was, You are worthless. It wasn't I am worthless. And I always recognized when my writing would begin to switch from I, me, to you, or even using my name, that was my inner self or something else. And when I saw you are worthless, I flipped out. I said, why would my inner self or some non-physical tell me I'm worthless? And over some conversations with friends and Gary specifically, it came to me, this isn't a limiting belief. This is an empowering belief. You are everything, right? You're worthless and worth everything in the middle. You're lazy and driven. You're all these different things and you're funny and you're boring. You're everything (laughs) and everything in between. And that moment where I really felt that everywhere, that's a moment where you raise your vibration, but you do it little by little and just beginning to understand and get closer to knowing who you truly are, which is I'm a creator. I'm not a victim to this reality. Everything's happening for me. It's not to me, is to show me something to help me get where I want to go. Recognize that you start to raise your perspective. That is your vibration. That's it. It's one and the same. But,
0: you know, I was listening to you talk about you traveled for your job and, you know, money, like, this is what I've learned too. It's like, we always have enough mm-hmm. to keep your vibration up. Because when you're like something when, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I lost my job. I have this huge bill or, you know, all <sighs> these whatever can come at you like yes. that. But to have what we have after doing the work, knowing that it is okay, it is perfect. It's for my highest good. Everything is always provided for. We've never, well, like that. So what? tell me how, give your perspective on that with well, money and abundance and that. With money other. and
1: abundance. Well, I've made a, a lot of strides in that area where I have begun to understand that money is really a distraction. It's really here as a, an option to discover who you are by discovering who you're not. And when you follow that money, it takes you on a detour in a way that you just don't understand. It's fine, still expansive. You just do get there. But this is not very joyful when you operate at a certain vibration. What where you are is essentially where you are. Your lifestyle, your your things. But true abundance isn't having millions and millions of dollars in the bank that you can just go to. True abundance is knowing, no, I am a creator. I will always have what I need to do, whatever I need to do. And nothing more than that. And nothing less than that. There's no need for it. Abundance is love and health and money and all sorts of things and freedom. It's it's that. And once I really understood that it didn't take me to never worrying about money anymore. It didn't, but it gave me something to look at when something would happen, an unexpected bill or building this house where we were double the budget. And it was a big budget to begin with. I had no idea. And on this beautiful house I've designed all this work, and I don't think we're going to be able to finish it. we going have to sell it because it's double building during COVID. It was horrible. And I, you know, my job had switched. It was crazy. And I still got very scared, but I had a way to get a hold of that and say, no, okay, this is for me. What is it? What do you believe? What do you believe right now that this would occur to you and you would see it like this and feel this negative emotion? What is it? Use these forms that Gary gave me through Joshua and- Soften them and soften them. And the negative emotion was just showing me something, still felt terrible, but I know I have what I need to get through it. And yet, every time something would show up that always made it, I was always fine in the house. And looking back at my life, I can find evidence all the time that Mm -hmm. I've always had what I need to do, what I needed to do, when I needed to do it. Even if I'm looking back at a time when we had to file bankruptcy because the market crashed and we had a building company and a real estate company. We lost everything. And even in that, what happened was it took us to a new city to live in a way that we hadn't before, to spend more time with our daughter. And we had two or three of the best years of our life when she was six, seven, and eight years old. It was the best thing. No, I didn't have the money to pay those bills and do that stuff. I couldn't keep my house, but I got something so much better. I didn't need it in that moment. I perceived I did, but I didn't. And I can guarantee if you look back at your life, you will see those things. Someone will argue, I didn't have it then. I had to file bankruptcy. Now let's look at what happened after that and tell right. me what you got. That's right. it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it.
0: How many of you drink coffee in the morning? I know most of you do, or if you don't, it's because you have found an alternative to have instead of coffee because of the side effects coffee may have. I have been drinking Four Sigmatic for the past three years because I realized its ingredients were much healthier than just the regular organic coffee I was drinking. Four Sigmatic helps people achieve wellness with the world's most nutrient-dense ingredients. It enhances focus, boosts your mood, and even supports your immune system. It is mixed with functional mushrooms like lion's mane and chaga. These superfoods are some of the most studied wellness-supporting supplements on the planet. Try it risk-free today, and if you don't love it, get your money back. Go to... Go. sigmatic.com forward slash uncover magic and receive 30% off your order when you use the code uncover magic. I've been getting tears in my eyes a lot. It's during our time together. It's so funny. It's like, yes, yes, Christy. <laughs> we agree. We feel the yes. same thing. We know it's true. Right. Yeah. Um, so I interrupted you. We took a detour. Let's go back to where you didn't okay. want to open your eyes and see the white light. Oh, yeah. your eyes <laughs> I didn't want to see
1: Joshua because I, they Joshua. Were, there were so many of them. It was a chuckle. I was scared to open my eyes. No problem. They said, we're just here to introduce you to your next teacher. They sort of pulled back this curtain. It was this vivid, bright white light that if I had been looking at it with my eyes, I, I would have had to close my eyes, but I was in meditation so I could stare right at it. And I named it white light. I said, "Oh, white light," and I just for months it was just my personal teacher. I it would huh. kind of hung in this area. I could not see it with my physical eyes, but I had a sense of it. And I would just had conversations all the time, and I would ask questions and get answers. And then that just became telling me these incredible, insightful things. And I would share it with friends, and they would flip out and say, "What? That's I'm, you know, new concepts and things? Wow! Like what? And, you Is know, one thing that would." pop into your mind that? Well, one of them would be this idea of asking before you take any action, asking why, and why am I taking this action? And to recognize that I'm doing this for me. you, why are you doing this? I'm doing it for me, but I'm going in to do a reading for someone. Right. And do you think that she needs you? Yes. She has cancer and she's looking for something, some answers. She doesn't need you. She's here for you. Anything you do, everything that you approach, before you do it, if you've been inspired and you are going to take an action, even if that action is go to a funeral, it doesn't matter what the action is. Eat this dinner. It doesn't matter. Before you do it, in any moment, if you can stop and ask yourself, why am I doing it? Why am I going to this meeting for me? These people are showing up here. They've spent their whole life getting to this moment to show me something here. and. I don't have anything for them. All I'm here to do is express my love and be here and appreciate them. Suddenly, you see the perfection in in everyone. This someone you're going to meet, mm-hmm. this podcast with you. Ashley doesn't need me. She's here for me. She's lived her whole life and created this whole podcast just so for me to get the chance to do this. I don't know what I'm getting at, out of it. I don't know what I'm going to learn. I don't know what kind of experience, what kind of friend I'm going to have. But she's here for me. Suddenly, then. I can see the perfection and I understand this person in front of me has all the answers within them. They don't need me. They don't need the dead people coming in. They don't. They just are perfect. All I am is a conduit. And so that was one of the, one of the original something that they gave me a long time ago. And I shared that with Gary until Gary started to encourage me. He would ask a question and I would answer him and he would say, I'm not asking you. I'm asking them. And so I would translate and tell him what was happening. And as that began to happen, I got different streams of thought, different ways that they communicate with me and emotion and moving pictures and thought blocks and words. It's all kinds of things. And I would translate that. And then Gary just started practicing with me. He's, let's do this, let's do this. And it was tedious. God love him. It was wonderful. (laughs) I was speaking one word every two minutes trying to get it out until Hmm. they eventually knocked me out In a hypnotic state, I passed, I was totally passed out. And they spoke through me. And Gary, you know, recorded it all and had it. And then from there we really started practicing until they really taught me how to do it where I could sit up, just like Gary does. And but they speak through me. It's not like Joshua. Gary's translating. I'm not. I'm sitting back and they're speaking. So that that was just my teacher for months. I didn't start channeling them verbally until September. So it's only been a few months. Yeah, very, right. What's
0: the connection with the white light and Joshua? Do they?
1: We don't know really other than they're non-physical, but because we know Gary and I are so close and we're writing a book together as a collaboration between them where we now have this new course that we've just introduced that is a basic training course that is really a foundational course to take before the boot camp, but we're now finding bootcamp people have wanted to do it. So they are in this first run of it that we have. It's a five-week course shorter than the boot camp. but Joshua and White Light have, we've channeled it together where I'll write something, Gary writes something, we give it to each other, then Joshua will put a Joshua spin on something, and vice versa. It's really fun. And this whole course came out in a week, really. We had the inspiration to do it. I had this idea we start talking about it. And within a week, we had people, just about a week, we had people starting the course. And we're mm-hmm. not finished with it yet. It's being channeled as they are in the course. So that's really fun. We just had the inspiration I did to do something that was a little shorter, a little easier to do, mm-hmm. Was had more clarity and that there's 24 basic concepts, one every day. It's not as time intensive at the bootcamp, a little less expensive than the boot camp. And it's a really great way to just get all these things, all these concepts, and raise your perspective very quickly in every area of your life evenly. And that's what we teach people to do in this class. So it's, yeah. So they're doing that together. So we don't know what their connection is other than I have one, Gary has the other, and somehow it works together.
0: <laughs> you know, another thing I was listening to, I don't know how long ago it was, but. You were saying, you know, I don't know if I really believe in past lives or what is yeah. that? Well, and I'm thinking,
1: do you? Well, I'm beginning to now, and that is only because I had another ability show up one time when Gary and I were together. That I'm told is it's a little bit, it's like time stamping or it's some ability to just be in a location and visually see everything that occurred in that location. Through that, I followed and I was shown some things about a past life and it was a very interesting journey. And the whole time I was saying, White Light, I don't believe in this. I really don't. I mean, my friend Isabel does past life regressions. It's fun, but I, I don't think it's true. What they explained to me was like, you watch TV and you watch movies and you know those aren't true. Yet you get into them. You love the characters. You laugh, you cry, you change your perspective. You raise your perspective many, many times watching a TV show or a movie. Let's just view this in this way. Just enjoy this, enjoy what we show you, enjoy the fun with it, follow it, follow the history. I'm psychic as heck and I'm given these paths and these names and I'm like, it's over here and we walk and we find stuff. We I find know. actual history. It's it's incredible. And so I have this gift, this ability to do these things. And they said, just enjoy it see what you see and let it change your perspective on yourself. Just let it change your perspective. That's all you're trying to do is get to know who you are. doesn't matter if it's true or not, right? If you enjoy it, do it. It's better than sitting around watching Netflix. So (laughs) that's kind of, that's where I am with it right now. I really, I I don't know. I can't tell you that I know that is true. I know what I've seen. I know we've found some things in history books, some things. There's no way I could have known, right? So get a name of a house and we go and we find it's street names or some it's weird and yeah we follow it and we put together this whole story and wow it's incredible so that's sort of my answer I don't know that I totally believe in it but it's working and it's really fun to follow right when you're doing a medium, when you're readings with someone and their
0: their husband or grandmother comes through Does that shed a light on understanding? Like when we die, we go, like, do you have a bigger vision of that?
1: It's changed my perspective. Yeah. It's changed my perspective on death for certain. I am quite clear that they don't ever leave. They are right here. They don't go anywhere. We're the ones that can't see them. We're looking through goggles. I know that for a fact. I know how the energy that I feel. I know how they show me who they are. I get, you've watched these things. I get the essence of their personality. I tell people little mannerisms that they do. Did he do this with his hair all the time? You know, and yeah, my God, you know, I get it. They're not gone. They're right here. But I've never once had one of them say, she was Joan of Arc in a past life. They never speak about a past life. They rarely speak about their death Hmm. at all. Other than to sometimes give me a date so that we can put it together, right? If I got initials and I'm not getting the name, they'll they'll switch and they'll say, "Okay, well here's a date. Try this, and I'll get that, and I'll be able to express it." And then the person goes, oh, "I know who that is," right? So it, it's right. funny, but they don't talk about it. So you know, we're talking about Gary. Do you have somebody in your life that's a Gary? What or was? Oh God, Christy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Are know I kidding? told you I said if it sh- if something shows up. Oh my you. gosh! Yes, my dad. Okay. Like Gary W? Oh my God, yeah? Christy. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. There we go. Oh, oh dear. Oh, wow. Well. Mm. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. I'm going to cry. Um. So, like, he passed away maybe like 2006, right? Oh my gosh. So he he didn't get to meet your girls in person, right? That's, That's what me. he's saying. Oh wow. Oh okay. my God. This is, this is supposed to be a fun podcast. And this is really fun. It is but, fun. I asked him to come. Did you really? Yeah, he's been here for a bit, and every time we say Gary, he flips me like <laughs> you oh. know, on the shoulder. So we and so I'm okay, I got it. Just to let you know that I mean this again, the this way that I feel is just overwhelming what he feels, but it's multiplied, I think, because it's the girls too. Exactly the same as if he's been with them every minute he loves them, just like that. Thinks they're beautiful, thinks they're amazing. And what kind of mother you are is what he's saying. You blowing him away. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so... Did he have some kind of? Am this right? Like, I've got like patents or copyrights? I think it's. Oh patents. my god! <laughs> like, <laughs> it looks like medical stuff. Maybe it was uh, a um no or yeah, some kind a of device. Yeah, on a, patents, patents, patents. Yes,
0: on a it was called a rockhound. He um, patented a a landscape equipment. Okay, myself.
1: I'm seeing some. I can see it. I'm like, it's medical. It's but okay, landscape equipment, but patents. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's uh that's really, really interesting. He's saying he had some some kind of financial like financial issue in I don't know, maybe early two thousands. I don't know why he's telling me that. It doesn't really mean anything. It's funny. Do you are you aware? Yeah. Okay. Just something like messy and he's glad well, he's just laughing. Okay, I get it. Our conversation about abundance and knowing we always have what we need when we need right? to. That's what he's referring to. Uh-huh. That whatever that was in the the chaos of that or the the negative emotion and the downtime of that like certainly one of the greatest things to ever happen and and he knows that now and for you too, you know, that just laughing about that, that even though you, you know, that happened know that what you said is true, what you're saying is true. You always Mm. have. He's always with you. He didn't go anywhere. He just again they show me they step to the side. So I'm gonna tell you one thing. He's got some names for me, but I it's like Teresa. It was Teresa, is that right? Teresa so I don't know. The names are funny, but he's again like they're not that important the names just it was more to show you that you knew so you knew that he was here. Something that's going on with you right now, it feels a little vague. I think there might be a reason that he's keeping it a little vague. And it feels like if I say both of these things, he's he's saying you're going to know, is that it either feels like you are in the middle of some sort of a, a decision or there's something that you're thinking about out here that you're wanting to do. But the question that he's giving me is, do I have what it takes? There's, he's saying to for me to tell you, you have what it takes, darling. You have what it takes. You have more than what it takes to either get to this thing, accomplish this thing, make this whatever, deal with whatever this is. It doesn't really feel bad, but it feels a little like, either angsty or getting ready to, uh, on a starting line, just wanting, but not, he's not giving it to me. I I think I know why. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. And, And he's just, he's just saying that you have what it takes without a doubt. The only limitation at all is your own confidence in you. He's saying he has it. Everyone around you has it. Everyone around you has this confidence in you. You, it's time for you to see it. Even if you don't see it, act like it anyway. Just whatever it is, make the decision and do it. You have everything it takes. Also, something that will help you I get these all the time. This is straight from him. Sometimes they come from spirit guides, but it is 417 megahertz. Which I've gotten before. It seems to be how huh, this would make, maybe make sense. I'll just let you look it up and see what it is. 417 megahertz. So just 417 HD, yes. put it in YouTube. And he's saying that's is your, your block is that belief that you don't, that question. It's a question. Do I have what it takes? I don't really. Yeah. Maybe I do. I've, no, I don't. I do. I have what it takes. It's this thing and that's a block and that's what has to go. So there you go. <laughs> There you go. You are amazing. Ah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I
0: just, you know. He's
1: he's saying something about, do you know somebody named Frank too? Or did he, he's like somebody named Frank. He's like somebody named Frank is there too. Just like in a passing, he's saying somebody named Frank is here too. That, I don't know. I don't know. He's just like, it's very casual. I think the last initial is B. Frank B. Hmm. Would have, yeah, yeah. So you'll figure it out because it's something, and I may get more on it before we hang up. But someone that you know somehow, anyway, is <laughs> there?
0: Amazing. Well, right. I write, I write letters before I start my podcast, and knowing what we were going to talk about, and asking you if it would be okay to see if anything <laughs> came through at the end. Just so <sighs> your gifts was, Dad. Please, I would love for you to come through.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> and for
0: you to say Gary W., I'm like, what? That's his middle initial.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously your last name is your married name. So I didn't get real last name. It was just Gary W. is what he gave me. So I, I didn't know it was at first or last, but that's what no, it was.
0: It's his middle initial. So for okay. sure. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> and to the patent yeah. thing, right?
1: Yeah. patents. Yeah. I, it took me a minute. That was coming. I had to recognize what it was that he was trying to tell me and to say that it's just something that you would recognize that, you know, who would know that? So that just, it's just for you. It's just something. So you'll recognize that I'm, you know, it's, you're drawing the information. I'm, I'm a telephone, essentially. You're mm-hmm. asking for it there and you're allowing it to happen. I don't do anything except just say what I see, and um, that's the fear part of it. Is pushing past that to get to this point where I'm, I'm confident enough. There's still always fear in it. I still think I don't know. Is this right? And you know, here we are. Right. We're, we're doing this, this isn't a reading. This is your right. your podcast, and so the hesitations stronger. Right. And but every time I would say Gary's name or you would, I would feel this little thing huh. on my shoulder and and I could feel the energy and well, someone's here, but it, the Gary thing, I was like, okay, I got to say something.
0: <laughs> so, you know, I never thought I didn't put that t- together when we have been saying Gary, you know, Gary Bodley. Right. You know, and all my that. father's
1: name was Gary as well. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. you know,
0: I've got, I've learned from you when they do give you the megahertz. So before we interviewed, I got onto nine, I don't know what I, the one that's what do I get on to? 963. And I think I heard that on one of your, It's like connecting to your pineal gland or, you know, like oh, yeah. oneness. Ooh. And I was listening to that for sitting here waiting for you, you know, talking to my dad and, you know, just saying, you know, I just, you know, to come here and show me that you're with me and that you're proud of me and that you're like, he was a businessman and always gave us advice. And, you know, being, he died two days after Paige was born. So I never got to say goodbye. Mm. And it was like the birth of my first baby and the death of my, you know, my father. father. And I know that they're connected, you know, and I just, I just have that connection with that entrance and exit. Mm -hmm. He was,
1: the girls were very clear and that's unusual. They do eventually will either use children's names to let someone verify that they're there children because children... I might not know. So they'll use that. In his case, it wasn't about that. The emotion came. He was, you, once you recognize the emotion came, it was really clearly, he said, he was explaining to me when he passed. It was really important for me to get that it was 17 years ago because that came before like 2006, I think, was 17 years ago. And there was a reason for that because he wanted me to understand that he didn't know your daughters somehow. He was like, I didn't physically know them, but I want her to know I know them. And that was the flood. It was for all three of you. And then, so of course, specifically to tell you that he's proud of you and that it's the, you know, the mother you are and the life you're living and understanding this abundance was funny. And, um, but reminding you, you do have what it takes. So it's quick, short message and I'm certain it could probably go on for a long time with others or spirit guides, but thank you. But that was perfect for that. Thank you very much.
0: Gosh, (laughs) I love this, Christy. This was so, such a blessing. Uh, Oh,
1: it's my pleasure. It's such an honor to me. That's the thing everyone says, thank you. And I can't express enough that when these gifts come in, the clairvoyance and the medium, the they come with this understanding that really anyone can do it. Everyone will have a unique expression of some sort of intuitive gift like this or many, like I've got a suitcase full. Everyone can do it. Everyone. You can speak to your father. It's just that belief that you can't because they're in your space. I can't speak to anyone that I know, that I knew in life. I can't speak to my own father. I can't oh, get- that's to- what I was going to ask you. No, I can't. I've tried and it's, I just, for some reason, there's a, there's a block there and I've had a reading done and a girl told me what it was and it, it makes sense, but a lot of it is just I'm too connected to it and I just know anyone can do it. For me, the pleasure is mine. The honor is mine really to do it. I would do it for free all day long. I just simply can't. And I've learned that that energy exchange is important for the other person they just get more out of it because this is a spiritual message always. And they seem to get more out of it, but I just always want, you know, in your case, thank you. It's so much fun to do. It's so great to let it happen. It's draining because that emotion is intense that they give me, but what a gift that I get to feel that I want you to be able to feel it. All they want is me just at least describe to her what I feel and that That's incredible. So, thank you for letting me do it, (laughs) Uh, Christy.
0: Uh, This is so fun. Thank you.
1: So much fun. Thank you. Thank you. uh,
0: I know we'll be connected forever.
1: Uh, This is it. We are eternally connected, my friend. Eternally. (laughs) Thank you for
0: listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget, always look for the magic.